This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I've got to tell you, this is going to go down as one of my favorite episodes ever. It was one of those things that as I recorded it, I wanted to push it out immediately instead of scheduling it for a couple months ahead because I think this is so important and so major and so paradigm shifting, right? Looking at why change feels so hard and why we can learn all of this information and then still struggle. More importantly, it's going to look at what we can do to break free from that. I just can't wait to to share this with you. Before we dive into it, you need to know that registration is open right now today for our spring 12 weeks to transformation. Registration is open now, which means you can grab your spot now. As soon as you register, you get immediate access to the daily coaching audios as well as to a backlog of two years plus worth of daily coaching audios. We send your identity journal right out in the mail to you. And then we will kick off very shortly all the details, the dates, all of that. You can find in the show notes for today's episode, as well as the link to register, primalpotential.com forward slash 738. All right. Let me give you a little bit of context first, okay? There was a question that came up in one of my 12 Weeks to Transformation coaching calls. We have weekly coaching calls, and um, I talked about this on a Q&A episode not that long ago, but a question, one of the first questions of that coaching call was about relationships. And in short, somebody was saying that they're married and collectively with their spouse, they have a fair amount of debt. And while this particular person was working and really working hard at paying down the debt, her spouse is retired and not contributing in the same way to paying down the debt. And anyway, as we dove into that topic and her question, I started off my response by saying, some of you might be wondering why this is the lead question on our coaching call, a question about relationships, a question about money. And I shared that it's because the tools and the perspectives that we have to apply to relationships or money are the same exact tools and perspectives that we have and can apply to anything else, whether it's career advancement or it's weight loss or it's nutrition or fitness or mindset or anything else. And I was explaining that this is why the 12 Weeks to Transformation functions as it does, where it's not a rule book, it's not a a printout of exactly what you need to do day by day, but rather it's a gradual introduction of tools that you apply to every aspect of your life, not just working on the primary goal that you have for yourself, right? So the 12 Weeks to Transformation is not about weight loss, just like it's not about money, and yet, The tools that we introduce every week 
can be applied to both, right? The reason for that is that as we develop these tools, we want to practice them in every area because we are better equipped to excel and to grow and to change in other areas of our lives when we have these generalized tools as opposed to following a specific set of rules or guidelines, which is how many people have gone about change in the past. There is a fantastic book and a fantastic documentary, they're separate, but their concepts are similar, that really drive this home. It's what I want to talk about today. The book is called Range, and it's by David Epstein. I will link to it in the show notes. And the documentary is called, oh gosh, what is the documentary called? It is called In Search of Greatness. And I will also link to that in the show notes, and you can find those over at Primal Potential dot com forward slash 738, 738. So the concept developed in this book and kind of proven out via examples in this book is that generalization is better than specialization. Generalization is better than specialization. And it explains why, despite the fact that we've been on 50 million diets or we've read 20 books on wealth creation, we still struggle in the day-to-day. And if we step outside the rules that we're following, we feel powerless, we feel stuck, we feel overwhelmed, we feel like we failed. It's because so many people are taking the approach of trying to specialize in this one area of their life instead of developing a generalized set of skills and tools that actually allow them to do better across all areas. And in this book, again, the book is called Range. It's by David Epstein. I'll link to it over in the show notes. He explains that if you're a specialist in one area, you're probably not a great problem solver in real life or or probably more accurately, you are a constrained problem solver if you are a specialist in one area because while you might be able to really nail certain situations that match up with your knowledge base, you don't necessarily have this broader set of skills that supports you when things go astray, when life throws you a curveball, when you get really overwhelmed, when life feels really full. He says, you know, the cliche, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When all you feel comfortable with is following somebody's set of rules then that's what you're always looking for. You're looking for being told what to do. And then as soon as life shifts, you're out of balance. You're out of balance. And I experienced this in grand fashion when my approach to my health was to jump from one plan or one program to another, following somebody's set of rules. But then when I was on vacation, I felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me or when I got sick. Or when I was feeling really unmotivated, or when I was emotionally in distress, or when I was overtired. And it's because I wasn't a generalist. I didn't have a general set of skills. And so when life wasn't predictable, and as we all know, life is rarely predictable, I couldn't follow through. I didn't have what I needed in order to be confident and competent in following through. They tell this story um, in the book 
about the difference in approach between a Tiger Woods and a Roger Federer, okay? Tiger Woods, as many folks know, he was a specialist. He started playing golf before he was one, right? He was winning tournaments for 10 and under when he was two. Golf was his life. Roger Federer, on the other hand, an elite athlete with all sorts of accolades, one of the best in the world, he didn't specialize. He was a generalist. I mean, he played a ton of different sports when he was a kid. He played badminton. He played soccer. He played basketball. And when coaches wanted to move him up into higher age brackets, when he was younger than those age brackets, he declined. Wayne Gretzky was the same way. And it looks at the difference between specialization or sampling. And what they explain is, as this translates to life, because most of us are not elite athletes, most of us are not professional athletes making our living through sports, we live in a dynamic learning environment. It is not the same day to day, whether that means our circumstances aren't the same day to day or our mood and our mindset isn't the same day to day. We cannot treat learning and skill development in this confined box follow these rules, do these things, because then we don't have the broader skill set needed to thrive when life is different. And in the book, they talk about how the more complex the domain, the more we need to be a Roger and less a tiger. The more complex the domain, the more we need to be practicing in all different areas of life, finances, career, health, relationships, and uh, we live in a pretty complex domain. There are time changes every single day, how much time we have to pursue different things. There are hormonal changes. There are circumstantial changes. There are financial changes. There are drive changes. One of the uh, concepts that they explore in a lot of detail in this book is that breadth of training predicts breadth of transfer. Breadth of training predicts breadth of transfer. Essentially, the more varied your training is, the more you will be able to apply those different tools in a wide variety of circumstances and conditions instead of just being boxed into one scenario. This is the essence of what we do in the 12 weeks to transformation. People say, is it a weight loss program? No, but it will really help with that because we're developing tools and then we're encouraging you to practice those in your work life, in your relationships, with your finances, with your health, with your own thoughts because breadth of training predicts breadth of transfer. We want and we really need to be able to transfer our knowledge and our skills to new situations because that's what real life is like. And when we don't do this, it's exactly why people feel like, oh, I was doing so great on my budget, but then I blew a tire. I was doing so great on my budget, but when the holidays came, I fell apart. Or I feel like I'm, I'm really crushing my diet Monday through Friday, but come the weekends, I lose my mind and everything I did all week goes out the window and it's this constant back and forth. It's because we are not developing these generalized tools and our training environment is very specific. It works within these circumstances, but that doesn't reflect the dynamic reality of life. We need to be a Roger. We need these tools 
And we need to apply them when we're stressed. We need to apply them when we're unmotivated. We need to apply them at work. We need to apply them when we're in a fight with our spouse. And as we do that, we then become so much more capable and so much more competent no matter what life circumstances come our way. We need to be able to transfer these skills to new situations. Otherwise, we stay in this really frustrating cycle where we do okay until something new comes and then we fall apart, right? There's a a really great exploration of Navy training. And of course, the military wants to make sure that They're training in the best way. So they're always looking at, is it more effective to train like this or is it more effective to train like that? So what they did was they they wanted to figure out what is the best, most effective way to train our troops to respond to different threats. So they had a couple of different groups. And in the first group, they would simulate the same exact threat over and over and over and over again until they nailed it. And only then would they introduce a different kind of threat. And then they would start training that one over and over and over and over again, right? In the other group, they never saw the same thing twice. Everything was different in their training. And what's interesting is that group felt really frustrated that group actually felt like they weren't learning anything. But what happened that's so fascinating is that when they brought these two groups back sometime later and they put both groups in totally new situations, the group with the mixed training that had never seen the same thing twice, they crushed the first group even when they were testing on things that the first group had done over and over and over again. The difference is that second group who never saw the same thing twice, they developed a way of thinking that set them up for success versus the first group, they were just following the rules. They were just doing what they had been told to do. And that second group, even though they felt frustrated, even though they felt like, I'm not really learning and mastering any one thing. They crushed it because what they did was develop a mental model. That is the essence of the model of the 12 weeks to transformation. We are trying to apply these tools to everything, even if it's never the same thing twice, because what we want to do is we want to upgrade our thinking. And when we do that, it doesn't matter if all of a sudden we get the flu or we have to leave town unexpectedly, or uh, there's a flood in the basement, or a kid gets sick, or whatever happens, we now have a mental model, a way of thinking that we can apply no matter what the circumstance or the situation is. And this reminds me so much of why I struggled for so long with dieting. It was like that first group, I'm going to do this thing, over and over and over and over and over again. And, you know, when I have three or four good days, I feel like I'm, I'm doing better and I feel accomplished. But what I don't have is the general skills. I don't have the mental model that helps me when things look different. And in life, things always look different, right? We can't just follow somebody else's strict rules and think that doing it over and over and over is going to set us up for success because as most of us know, it doesn't. The variation forces us 
to develop models and skills that we can apply to everything because we'll always be seeing new things. In the, in the book, they talk about how if we're teaching kids math, we don't want to give them the same problem over and over and over again until they get it right quickly. We want to mix it up. We want to have them see a whole a variety of different problems so that they begin to identify when to use certain tools and models. What are we doing with them when we do it that way? We're training them to become a better thinker. We're thinking with experience and we're recognizing similarities. We have a toolbox instead of an ability to follow the rules, right? So in this documentary, Again, the documentary is called In Search of Greatness, and I'll link it up in the show notes. Wayne Gretzky is one of the people featured in it. And uh, if you don't know who he is, you can Google him. He's like one of the greatest hockey players of all times. And he tells this story of when he was about 10 years old, and he was in a hockey league, and there was one team. He wasn't on it, but there was one team that just crushed them every time. This team was so good. 10-year-old kids, but the team was so good and so much better than all the other teams. And They played him in a tournament. Wayne's team lost to this better team. And when they were driving home, Gretzky shares that his dad told him something that he'll never, ever forget. And his dad said, yeah, that team is better than you. But here's the thing. Not one kid on that team will make it to the NHL, the National Hockey League, because that team is too structured. The way they play, it's too structured, especially for kids. That's not how they're going to become great. And it was true. None of those kids on that team went on to the NHL, but five of the kids on Wayne Gretzky's team went on to play in the NHL. And you, they talk about how you see this in soccer too. When you look at which players made it to the national teams and which ones didn't, the ones who didn't were oftentimes better as kids, but they were too structured. It was too rigid. And they talk about how in chess, it's the same thing. When, especially children, but adults too, when they learn to play or they study rigidly this one way, when things are different, they feel stuck. And they don't do as well because they don't have the mental models. Well, hello, how many times have we felt stuck? Because the thing that we were doing that worked We don't feel like it applies anymore because we don't have the time or we don't have the money or because, you know, our hormones shifted or because our family situation shifted. We don't have the mental models. And so what happens? We feel stuck. There's not enough creativity baked into the approach. Look, when you're following somebody else's rules, when you're just doing it exactly how you're told, whether it's a kid learning math, a kid learning chess, a kid learning hockey, or your diet, or your budget, you don't have the creativity needed to succeed and to thrive and to make your way when the situation changes and then we feel stuck. We're used to being told what to do and how to do it. And when the situation changes, we don't have the tools and the mental models to create success. So what my passion is, and that's why I was so excited to see this documentary and to read this book, what my passion is, is helping you identify the generalized tools that you can apply to everything you do. And that is why people are always surprised by this 
I'm not, but other people are always surprised that they come into the 12 weeks to transformation hoping to lose 20 pounds. And they're super surprised that they became a better parent, that their marriage improved, that they saved more money, that they got a raise at work, that they feel more calm and happier. It's because of this exact thing. You're not following my rules. It's not a a detailed protocol that you have to do paint by number. We are applying different tools, different mental models to different things every week, applying them to every aspect of our life. So when things come up, we have the generalized tools that we need, right? If you promote conformity, that is what you're going to get. And you don't get creativity and you don't get the crossover skills and you don't thrive in unique situations. You just don't. In the documentary, they talk about the very first time the Star Spangled Banner was played as a rock song. And it was really shocking to people because it had only ever been played the way that it had been written. But if you think about the musicians who played it as a rock song, If they had just been taught it's this note and then it's this note and it's this note, you put your fingers here and then you put your fingers here and you put your fingers there, they wouldn't have had the skills to make it anything other than what it was. They wouldn't have the skills to riff on it when they wanted it to be different. And that's what's happening with so many of our goals. We're just following somebody else's rules. We're thinking about it in terms of very linear steps. Do this and then do this. Don't do this and don't do this. And we're not building those generalized mental models unless, of course, you're either an expert in the topics of this range stuff or you are going through the 12 weeks to transformation or something like it. This really got me thinking about parenting too because this is how I want to raise my child or my children not telling them what to do and how to do it and when to do it, but inviting them to develop the mental models. And it's as simple and silly as like, this is a crazy small example, but it applies on a much broader scale. Let's say that I have a three-year-old. I don't right now. But let's say that my three-year-old spills her milk. And I could say, okay, pick up the glass, get the paper towels, wipe it up, or I could just do it myself. And I think most parents kind of take one of those approaches. Or what I want to do is ask, what now? What do we do? Teaching her to think instead of teaching her to follow instructions, right? Because life doesn't come with instructions. And maybe that's super obvious when it's kids like, yeah, I do want them to think instead of just telling them, pick this up and put it here, do it like this, say it like this. Yeah. But we also need to do that with ourselves. And if there's an area of our lives where we continue to struggle, it is generally because we don't have these mental models. The structure of the 12 weeks to transformation is what it is because the whole goal is to elevate your thinking, to be a better thinker so that whether it is an unexpected bill that comes in the mail or it's 50 pounds you want to lose or it's a coworker offering you donuts or a desire to start a business, you have the mental models and you no longer depend on somebody else to say, this is what you need to do to thrive here. We practice by applying the tools in every aspect of life. The more, the better. And even when people feel like, oh, I'm not mastering it, just like the Navy SEALs, that's not the point. 
The point is not to practice the same thing over and over and over so you have confidence with that thing. It is to expose yourself to and to develop these different skills and tools so you're equipped when life throws you a curveball because it always, always, always will. All right. You've got to check out the documentary, In Search of Greatness. I'll link to it in the show notes. The book, Range, by David Epstein is also great. I think these are awesome tools for everybody, but especially for parents. But let's not distract ourselves with how we could apply it to our kids and then fail to apply it to ourselves, okay? I know that's easy to do and something I have to knock myself out of sometimes, While you're on the show notes page at primalpotential.com forward slash 738, you can register now for the spring 12 weeks to transformation. If you feel like you want that structure, but not a structure that tells you do this, then this, just like this, a structure that helps you practice and apply these tools and mental models to every aspect of your life so that you know you have what it takes no matter what life throws at you, no matter what new goal you take on. Get more information and get your registration completed today for our spring 12 weeks to transformation. Primalpotential.com forward slash 738. There's more information there as well as the link to register and get more details. Everybody have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.